Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. Welcome to Bad Gamers Anonymous, a weekly gaming podcast by gamers and for gamers. Retro games, news, reviews, and generally bad opinions brought to you by your hosts, Caden, Austin, and Kat. Welcome, everyone, to Bad Gamers Anonymous. This is episode 121. I'm your host, Caden, and with me this week is everyone's favorite maple syrup drinker, Kat. Kat, how are you Pretty sure you've used that before. Okay, well, you know what? It's, It's called a throwback in the biz. Throwback to two episodes. Boop, boop. <laughs> oh, how have you been? Uh, not bad. Yeah, hungover. Yeah. Bit. Not today, but no. yesterday. But then I still stayed up all night yesterday uh, playing this game. Yeah, you, you seem to like it a lot more than, than I did. I did. I, yeah, I was up till about four in the morning, but I finished it. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah well. Good, good. How you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm doing okay. Been been pretty busy all week, basically. So, yeah, college is college is fun and time consuming. Aren't we a lively bunch? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, besides this game, uh, what else, what else have you been playing this week? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Nothing at all. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. No. What about you? Uh, about the same. Played a little bit of Magic Gathering Arena, and when I had some downtime in between classes, but nothing to really get to invest in anything uh and then this game got to play a little bit of it over the weekend but i mean again i've just been loaded with school so i haven't had a whole lot of time to just kind of sit down and play something i mean you could always neglect your studies Uh, yeah but that's nah school comes first that's fair or so i've been told that's what they say (laughs) (laughs) oh who but someone Uh, someone said it oh yeah 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 uh, hey, what are you guys doing over at Spoiler They Die? Uh, this week. Uh, so it'll be the episode that releases on uh, Monday the 14th. Uh, Logan tells me the story of the San Francisco witch killers, Michael and Suzanne, Susan, Carson. Do they Spoke. kill witches? Uh, well, they think they do. Ah, uh, fun. Quote. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the lady basically tries to start a cult. Oh, cults are fun. Mm-hmm. She's a real peach. Yeah, as an aspiring cult leader myself, I can I can say that that cults are fun. An aspiring cult leader. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, I found a few news articles that uh, one of them I think that you'll like more than the others. But all right, the, the others are still interesting. Um, so for those who play Borderlands Two, uh, specifically the DLC, um, oh. Oh, what was it? Uh, oh, Tiny T- Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep. Um, you'll you'll remember that you know it was kind of you played in a D and D world, um, or D and D esque world, I should say, that was kind of uh, ran or uh, yeah, ran by Tiny Tina for the Borderlands Two crew. Um, and you, you know, if you recall, it was named 
bunkers and bad A's for, for, for the children listening. Um, bad bleeps. Yeah. So for those who've always wanted that to actually become kind of a, a physical game or something you can actually get and play, uh, they're making it now. So, um, oh, shoot, I'm blanking. Who made it? Oh, yeah. So um, there's a company that's kind of vaguely associated with Gearbox called uh, Nerdvana Games. Uh, it's actually I like ones, that name. Yeah. Uh, they're actually the ones uh, making this. It looks like it's going to be an actual tabletop RPG. Uh, kind of, again, kind of uh, reminiscent of uh, Dungeons & Dragons. Um, it's going to come with a 200-page gamebook um, with in-universe in commentary from Tiny Tina. Hmm. Uh, and it also looks like it's going to come with three adventures to play. Uh, that are included with the book. So you have a starter adventure about a magic wand. Um, that's essentially kind of a recreation of the DLC. Um, oh, sorry. It's, it's got, there's going to be one with a magic wand, and then there's going to be one that's a recreation of the DLC. And then there's also going to be a third adventure that's a follow-up to the Assault on Dragon Keep DLC, or, or little adventure, called Butt Stallion's Honey Heist. Oh, um, my. Yeah, and that's an it's in reference to a uh, free viral uh, little RPG heist. Uh, so yeah, this looks this looks like a lot of fun, and I may actually try and get my hands on it because I'm a fan. It actually does sound like fun, and I think I would enjoy it. Yeah, I'm a fan D um, and D. The couple of games I have played, I am as well. Yeah, uh, I'm a huge fan of Borderlands, and eh. I, I, hey, it's awesome. Meh. Okay, you know what? I will respect your opinion, even if it's wrong. No, you don't. Don't <laughs> lie. You're right, I don't. To make yourself sound better. <laughs> you're right, I don't. You don't. But yeah, uh, it, it looks like a lot of fun, and I'm very excited. Uh, it looks like you could pre-order it on Nirvana Games' website, um, and it's not due to release um, until the first quarter of 2021. So if you need to scrounge up some cash... Uh, in order to be able to purchase it, you you got some time. If we make it to 2021. Right. Uh, yeah, assuming the world doesn't end. Exactly. Uh, How presumptuous of you. Right. And on top... How presumptuous of them. Right. Uh, and on top of kind of some big announcements uh, in the gaming community, uh, Ubisoft uh, announced that they will be hosting a Rainbow Six Siege World Cup uh, that will debut, debut next year. So it's going to... The, the tournament will span, you know, 45 separate countries. Um, and it will begin during the first half of 2021 with a qualifier stage. Um, and then the finalists from that stage will then uh, have a follow-up competition in the summer uh, where the remaining 20 teams will compete for the actual cup. Um, they've gotten uh, international basketball star Tony Parker uh, as the ambassador for the tournament. And just should have got Tony the Tiger. Just saying, <laughs> he's great. Yeah. Got it sponsored by. He's great. Right. Got it sponsored by Kellogg's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's great. Exactly. Missed opportunity. Right. Uh, so Ubisoft has already mentioned that they uh, have already kind of drafted fourteen, or that fourteen countries will receive direct invitations to the final stage, uh, where the twenty or the thirty-one. Sorry, uh, remaining countries uh, will have to compete in the qualifying rounds to earn a spot. Um, 
So for those who, you know, for people in the esports scene, uh, and especially those who play, uh, you know, Rainbow Six Siege competitively, uh, this is uh, this is kind of a big thing. I mean, money if you're good at. Oh yeah, Rainbow um, Six Siege. It doesn't look like there's any mention of like if there's going to be a cash prize or how much that but would be. There better be, otherwise it's not worth. Oh, it. Oh, I imagine there will be. Even Fall Guys tournament had it, and they just right. started. Right. Yeah, no, I imagine there will be. Like, I mean, if you know, I mean, League of Legends does you know world tournaments like these, and you can make a lot of money from that tournament. God, I wish I had monetizable skills. But you do. You can podcast. Yeah. Let's see how much money that's making me. Let me check my bank account really quick. Oh, look, nothing. It's making me nothing. Uh, give it time. I'm sure you'll make something off of it. It's been over six months. <laughs> Broke. <laughs> oh, okay. I am too. I do this because I enjoy it. Yeah, it's a nice little hobby. Yeah. Um, another news. So last week, uh, we talked about the announcement of the uh, 30 series or the 3000 series cards from AMD, the RTX uh, 3070, 3080, and 3090. Yeah, you um, over them. Yes, because it's fantastic and it's extremely exciting for people who actually, you know, are PC gamers. Um, so, a someone on Twitter has kind of deciphered, uh, and there are some rumors going around that the NVIDIA may actually be working on 3060 at the moment. Um, Assuming that the tweet is correct, um, they're going to be using the GA106 silicone, uh, or it's going to use the GA106 uh, silicon uh, and you know, kind of architecture and boost. Um, sorry, and post. I can't talk today. Uh, 4,864 CUDA cores, uh, which I believe is on a, oh, it's like, that's like at least one and a half times. Sorry, no. Two and a half times uh, the Kudu cores of the 2060, uh, which is kind of what this is being compared to from the last uh, generation of graphics cards. Kudu cores sounds like a made-up word. Oh, it's not. It's the processing cores in your graphics cards or your graphics processors. It's a good thing you're smart. Because <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> oh. Um, so it's also going to... So each streaming multiprocessor is going to have uh, 128 CUDA cores, uh, one ray tracing core, and four tensor cores. So with 38 uh, streaming or SMs, I, I'll go ahead and abbreviate it as, uh, which is what looks like the 3060 is going to have, uh, you know, we can assume that it's going to have about 38 ray tracing cores, 154 tensor cores, and then the previously mentioned, you know, 4864 CUDA cores. Um, we're not quite sure of the clock speeds, um, and we're not quite sure on the price. Um, the, so the 2060 had multiple kind of renditions of it that were released. Uh, and I believe, um, yeah, so the, uh, RTX 2060 TU 104, uh, which was the, the later version that was rolled out was priced at around 300 us dollars. Uh, but the original RTX 2060 uh, was priced at $349 US. So, you know, with the uh, 3070 being priced at about $500, I imagine it's probably going to be about $350 for the, 20, for the 3060. 
Either way, it's going to be like a million dollars in Canada. Right. I mean, it, it should be it should be too expensive. Um, I mean, granted, these are just rumors, um, and with the thirty seventy not coming out until October, we still got some time. And if they are actually working on it, uh, you know, they'll probably announce it sometime around October. Uh, rumors. We don't gossip on this podcast. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, we do. Don't you lie. <laughs> so when the when the thirty seventy was released, uh, or when Nvidia was pitching the thirty series cards, uh, you know they were pitching that the thirty seventy is going to be good for if you're doing like fourteen forty p gaming, uh, the thirty eighty for four k and the thirty ninety for eight k. If you know you you have an extra kidney that you can spare to afford that. Um, Actually, I think we talked about that last episode. Yeah. Yeah. There were a yeah. lot of memes coming out about people like selling their kidneys and whatnot for 3090. I saw one. Spoiler alert for, by the way, for those who haven't seen uh, Infinity War, um, where they, they took the scene where Thanos had gotten the, the uh, Soul Stone. And uh, he, instead of the Soul Stone, it was a 30, uh, RTX 3090. And <laughs> instead of uh, his daughter, it was. Uh, Oh, what was it? Oh, yeah, his bank account, the like the Visa logo. <laughs> it was like, did you get it? <laughs> yes. What did it cost you? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we're figuring that if this is happening, so the 3060 will probably be aimed to max out, you know, your 10 ga- your 1080p gaming performance with real-time ray tracing enabled, which is something like I haven't gotten into ray tracing just because the current cards they've had out just were out of my price range for what they could give me, especially considering that the you know 1060 I'm running, I usually play about medium to high settings depending on the game. Uh, at 1080p and it runs just fine. Uh, but the 30 series is actually making me consider you know getting a new graphics card and selling a kidney. Yeah, no. Uh, if it was for the fact that I'd rather not have to live on one kidney, um, I definitely sell a kidney for 3090. But do you really need to? It's very helpful, especially if you end up contracting some sort of kidney disease or end up with uh, something that causes kidney failure. So you just make sure that you have a sibling you can steal one from. Right. <laughs> Lucky. I have five siblings. Right. Or pray that, you know, fate allows you to live long enough to uh, have your name come up on the transplant list. No, I don't need to be on the transplant list. I have a lot of siblings. Fair, yeah. You got kidneys for days. Kidneys maybe for you days. Can, maybe you can convince one of them to sell their kidneys. Yeah, I don't know how well that would fly. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I mean, if I needed one, maybe. Probably. Like to think that they love me. I'd, I'd hope so. so. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You ready to talk about this game? Yes. Holy am I ever. <laughs> yeah, you seem to like it a lot more. I did. I really I did. did. I really, really did. All right. Well, why don't you, you know, I'll, I'll start off with the, you know, with the description of it, and then you can kind of throw us into your world of craziness. Sounds good. I'm going to take a drink of my juice box while you do that. All righty. Uh, so tell me why. So the first chapter was released uh, on the 27th of August uh, of this year, with the second chapter uh, following up uh, on the 3rd of September. The 10th chapter was recently released on the 10th of September. It was developed by Don't Not Game or Don't Not Entertainment. It was published by Xbox Game Studios uh, and it's on the Xbox One, the Xbox Series X, and 
PC on Microsoft Windows. So PlayStation boys and you know Mac OS Linux people, come come to the come to the good side. We have cookies, um, and it's a very very they're gross s- though. Uh, they're not too bad. They're oatmeal raisin. Yeah, but there's good oatmeal raisin and there's bad oatmeal raisin, and these are like the hard kind. <laughs> oh God! Not even the mushy ones. When did you when did you eat a, a hard oatmeal raisin? Wait, I, did they not serve you the gross ones? I didn't, you know, I got the mushy kind. What the bleep? <laughs> I feel chipped. Uh, yeah, and so this is a very, very story-heavy adventure game, and I even argue that the adventure game should be removed and it's just a narrative story game. Well, eh, whatever. <laughs> it's minor in the grand uh, scheme of things. Yeah, so you end up playing as both uh, Tyler uh, and Allison Ronan were twins that were separated 10 years uh, before the start of the game after the death of their mother, Marianne Ronan, uh, and are now reunited and trying to sell their childhood home. Um, you know, the goal in, your, in, in the game is to unlock the mystery surrounding Marianne's death. Yeah. So, uh, because I know you didn't like the game, uh, I imagine that I'm going to do majority of the opinions here. I hope. I mean, oh, I, I have plenty of opinions on this game, but yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but why don't we start with graphics and uh, audio? Um, the graphics weren't bad. Uh, yeah, the game, no, I mean, the game looked pretty. Definitely. And I mean, it, yeah, it, it had a couple of cutscenes uh, that were really good. They were like storybook like cutscenes. Yeah. Uh, and I and- liked those. They fit really well into the game. Also, it's rare that like I look at the scenery more than I do like the actual characters because the scenery was really well done. Uh, I mean, it was really, really well done. Yeah. So, so it's the, based in Alaska. I was just about so. to say that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> great oh, minds, right? Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, uh, it, it's in Alaska, which is a gorgeous place. Um, and they, they do it justice because it, it looks really well in this game. Looks really, yeah. really good in this game. Um, good, 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 good. Yeah, good, 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 good. Now, with that being said, similar mm. to the previous game we've reviewed, um, there's some discrepancies with the lip syncing. Now, I noticed that it didn't happen consistently, but there were times when either the mouth animations didn't line up, um, or uh, I think I noticed it more with the with Tyler than I did Allison. But like Tyler's mouth would do that kind of like where he'd be talking and his jaw would be moving, but his lips would not move. So it just looked like kind of a, like a puppet. Yeah. Like, like a ventriloquist. Yeah. Yeah. Like a little, yeah. Like a little ventriloquist puppet. Um, and I, yeah, in fact, I, I noticed was, that too. Yeah. Um, in fact, I was streaming it. Yeah. And I uh, was asking, asking the people who were watching like, Hey, is this off to y'all or is it just me? And I got confirmation. Yeah. No, it was, uh, it took away from the game a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Maybe yeah. it's just because I'm a little OCD like that. But Oh, I am too. Does it keep coming up or does it eventually fix? It doesn't. Oh, God. Okay. No, it's there throughout. Alrighty. But as you go through the chapters, it, the storyline gets a lot more intense. So you don't focus on it as much. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then in terms of the music, I, I didn't think it was too bad. I thought it was actually really well done. Um, the background noise and the music you get lost in it because it fits so well and it immerses you further into the game. It wasn't too much for me, ever. 
Yeah. Uh, the suspenseful music was suspenseful when it needed to be. It was sad and it, it hit you in the feels uh, all the time almost. Right. Yeah. And I think the voice acting was well done as well. I think it was with the exception of one particular character. Uh, and for those who were in the stream, uh, Crowley mentioned this too and kind of didn't believe him at first until I kept listening to the character. So Tyler... To me, at least, his voice gets annoying after a while. Yeah. Um, have you ever listened to Smoking and Drinking in Space? Have you listened to Crowley talk? Uh, I have, but he at least has some charm to the way he talks. No, nope. He's not a whiny crybaby. <laughs> Are we talking about the same person? <laughs> uh, Are we? Because I don't think we are right now. Oh. <laughs> uh. Just say, like, I don't know, just something with his voice. And maybe it's just the fact that they, at least at the beginning of the game, portray him as a very kind of whiny brat is the only way I can really say it. Uh, maybe maybe that's what got me. But yeah, I just, oh, I was not a fan Kaden. of his voice. Kaden. Yes. Kaden. Yes. Not only are you wrong right now, but you're stupid. <laughs> that's not very nice. I'm not a nice person. Yeah, fair. I knew that signing up. Exactly. Actually, I did. But I figured it out pretty quickly. (laughs) Oh, hey. So speaking of me not being a nice person, uh, BJ is looking for two new (laughs) co-hosts. What a glorious segue. Right? Yeah. I used the the great segue. And it fit really well because I'm not a nice person. But I'm funny. Yeah. So we're we're looking for a a couple new co-hosts. If you're interested uh, in podcasting, uh, not only this podcast, but also, you know, participating in the, uh, you know, great Ready co-op. To bring candy co-op. Yeah. Oh, I was, yeah. The the great network that we're part of, which is the Creative Brain Candy Co-op. Um, you can go to creativebraincandy.com forward slash apply. Um, you don't need any experience. Um, you know, if, if you've always kind of wanted to do podcasting or if you've been a big fan of video games uh, and kind of need a new hobby. Um, with you know all the coronavirus stuff going on, uh, feel free to apply. You know, uh, we promise we, I'm actually not that bad. She's not. Most of the time. Yeah, most of the time's okay. <laughs> yeah, so we'll we'll uh, include a link to the application, or that we'll include the application URL in the show show notes. Um, and yeah, feel free to apply. Man, I'm proud of myself for that one. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah that, that was a great was, segue. Yeah, that was good. Ugh. Only this was recorded. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so chapter one has you starting in Fireweed. Uh, Actually, no, technically it has you starting in Devil's Crossing. Oh. When you play as Allison. Oh, that's right. And you're okay. finding the keys. And you kind of get a feel for, I guess, the, the mechanics. How you move. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. I almost sore. Oops. Um, <laughs> yeah and you get you get a feel you're supposed to look around and investigate stuff one thing that I didn't like about that was that when you went to look and investigate stuff especially stuff that didn't really mean anything it was just looking because I mean you're trying to search for clues I guess the whole time and a lot of stuff you do have to carry with you through uh, from the, the beginning of the chapter to the end because the decisions that you make will affect some of the outcome right so when you're sitting there and there's a bunch of stuff highlighted, it's like, yeah, look at this, look at this, look at this. The stuff that's not important doesn't disappear after. 
to bother yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. A little bit. Uh, I think what bothered me more, like that, yeah, that was a complaint. But I think what bothered me more was, like during the times when that stuff wouldn't disappear. Um, if you interact with something, a lot of times there's usually dialogue that follows it uh, between yeah. the two siblings, and it plays. And there's no way to like stop it. It's like if you already investigated something or if you already looked at something, you'd go to accidentally click it again. Uh, it'll start playing until another audio cue comes up. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, that, that got a little bit annoying. Um, also, I found the keys almost immediately. And then I didn't. Yeah. So I was like, oh, let's see. It's probably on the. Okay. What about it's probably the shoebox. Uh, when I watched your stream, though, you found things a lot faster than I did. It's it's called anyways. A it's called a gamer sense. Okay. <laughs> I just blame it on the fact that you're in university and I never went to university. Right. It's, That's why I call it my gamer tingle. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, I don't that's like a, that. That's a reference to uh, Spider. Uh, which Spider Man? Spider Man uh, Far From Home. Yeah, no, I, I get that, but no, yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> I, I don't either. Um, but yeah, no, so I, so I was like, you know what? I bet you it's probably going to be like this box or something dumb. And I went and opened the box, like, oh, here it is. Which I then asked the question, why would she put it in there? Uh, because she didn't need them. They're keys to the childhood home. I guess, but that's such an odd, I don't know, it's an odd place to put it. Well, when they're dark memories you don't want to think of. You throw the keys in the river. No, because you need them for later. Obviously, they didn't work later. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah, obviously, they didn't work later. So, But they didn't know that. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I feel like I should give a, a heads up that this is going to contain a lot of spoilers. Because oh, I yeah. played through all three chapters in one night. She I'll still fresh in my memory. Yeah. So if you if you want to play this game, um, it's gotten some really good reviews. Cat really liked it. It's not my cup of tea. Uh, but then again, I'm a bad gamer. So if you want to give this a try, just pause the podcast now before anything else gets spoiled. And for no life, all three chapters, and then come back and listen. Right. And tell Caden that you agree with me and that he's stupid. Yeah, and then text Cat four in the morning when you've completed it. Yeah, my number is five five five. Eight six seven nine three zero nine, or eight six seven five three zero nine. Yeah, I think that's too many numbers for a phone number, but eh, whatever. <laughs> Minor details. Uh, but yeah, then it it shifts over uh, after that to Tyler, uh, where he's in his dorm room and he's kind of going through you know a, a checklist of everything he needs to either get done or you know just say s forget it they can they can deal with it. Um, before he goes to meet with his uh his sister yeah so allison is coming to pick him up um and when he leaves the building you see that it's called fireweed uh center for at-risk youth or something along those lines i just thought it was funny because at-risk youth and fire and weed yeah <laughs> I mean, oh seems, sweet I mean, irony uh, yeah i was gonna say that seems to be pretty synonymous synonymous yeah um and I mean, not that it's going to be a big spoiler because it's talked about throughout the entire three chapters. Uh, in the very first scene with Tyler, you do uh, learn that he is a trans man. I didn't um, get it immediately out of the first scene. Really? There were books. There yeah, were books. There were, bo there were books. 
there are colleges, at least in the U.S. now about Canada, but there are colleges that are having entire curriculums written around uh, trans people. So that's why I didn't immediately go. And it's also a big thing around college campuses to try and create trans programs and whatnot. And uh, so I, I figured that maybe he was just a, a, a big um, advocate of the trans community. Um, yeah, okay, I guess. I so. suppose I assume. But when he was in the vehicle with Allison, they had talked about something. I don't remember what it was. But they talked about something um, that that kind of mentioned it as well, which confirmed my earlier okay. suspicion. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. But I know they, they have a big kind of plot point when you get to the house and it's revealed that. Or at, at at least if you have it caught on caught on the cues that I apparently didn't catch, um, it's you'll for sure reveal that he is trans. Yeah. Uh, also, I guess another warning is that this game contains a lot of dark subject matter. Uh, you deal with homophobia, transphobia. You deal with uh, death, suicide, mental disease, or sorry, mental disorders. Although they're not named, so just like another heads up, I guess. Yeah, if if you're someone who is easily upset by those subjects or someone who doesn't respond well to controversial issues like this, this may not be the game for you. And yeah. on that on that but, topic, to, to derail this even more, um, I'm surprised that they chose like that they actually you know went through with something at at least at the moment uh, as controversial as you know. Uh, uh, oh, I'm blanking on uh, you know as transgender. Yeah. Sorry? Yeah. It's, it's con- sorry, not that it's an issue, but like it's a touchy subject for a lot of people. And and it's easily so it's easy to uh offend somebody. But they did a really really good job with it. They did a lot of research, which I'll get into later. I looked into it after and I couldn't fall asleep. But yeah, they did they did a lot of research and dealt with a lot of people to make sure that they were respectful in every way. Yeah, which is good. Like if you're if you're gonna do a game on something you know this controversial, uh, you 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 need to do your research. You need to make sure that you're not completely getting stuff wrong, and that way you're not getting attacked by both sides uh, exactly. of the argument. Uh, so basically, you get to the house uh, and you start looking at some stuff. You go up to the bedroom because you need to find Tyler's diary. And you see a, a cut scene where, or I guess, they have this telepathic power where they can, I guess, see memories. But the really interesting part is that they see memories differently sometimes. Uh, like it's the same memory, but from different perspectives. That power is so dumb. Shut up. No. Continue. Sorry. It made sense to the game, okay? <laughs> the game would not have existed without it. It was a crucial part of the game. Shut up, Kate. All right. All right. So you see uh, a memory of uh, Tyler trying to talk to his mom about cutting his hair and joining the hockey team. And she just says, no, I'll always protect you. Uh, You're my little girl. And this is one of the only parts in the game where Tyler is referred to as a girl. And it's only because it was a memory that they refer to it that way. I actually looked into that as well because I was curious. Um, and at that point, he went by Ollie, not Tyler. But uh, 
the sense that the general feel that you get to the beginning and from the cutscenes is that Marianne, uh, the mom, is transphobic. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not till much later on that you find out that that's not the case. Yeah. So, yeah, they they, they kind of, I, 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 yeah, I'm almost positive they kind of purposely painted it, you know, for, for the, for the player as <clears throat> it's the, it's that, you know, typical, you know, the, 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 the child who, you know, feels like they're not a, uh, you know, feels like they're not the, you know, the, the sex that they were born as, uh, and, you know, wants to do things different. And it's a very, uh, you know, the, the mother seems very unwilling to accept that. And yeah, it, it's later reviewed when you find the diary that, um, I want to say I was either on top of it or on underneath it was. So the, the, yeah. So the, um, the diary was in the drawer, but on top of the desk was, uh, a book and a pamphlet, but on top of that was a couple pieces of paper. So I Tyler looked over it. Then Allison went back and looked at it and moved the papers and found a book and a pamphlet. The pamphlet was basically the equivalent of some kind of conversion camp. Mm-hmm. And then the book was titled uh, Raising Your Transgendered Child um, by Nick Adams. Yeah. 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 Which which kind of shows that she wasn't necessarily, uh, you know, that she wasn't necessarily against it. And in fact, she was probably trying to do what she could to try and learn how to deal with it. You know, something that maybe she's not fully aware of and how she can make, you know, their life better. Exactly. So after that, they, they start questioning things and they're like, oh my God. Uh, and then they go around town trying to ask people who knew their mom uh, stuff about her, stuff leading up to the time that she died, yada, yada, yada. Um, and then they finally come to uh, Tessa. So Tessa was Marianne's best friend, or so it seemed. Um, and all of a sudden, a few days before her death, they had a fight and stopped talking. Um, but this is when the first instance of your actions have consequences comes into play, or at least that I notice. So when you're confronting Tessa, you apparently can learn uh, the truth from either memory. So it gives you the option to choose either memory because they see things differently sometimes. Um, I didn't really know that at first when I clicked it. And I just kind of, because you, well, on the Xbox anyways, you have to hold the right trigger and then press A to focus and then it does it. I didn't realize that I could shift between two. Not that it mattered because I did the wrong choice anyways. Oops. Whoops. Yeah. But then I YouTubed it after because when the chapter was over, it gives you um, like the consequences of your actions. So I YouTube what the right one was just to see. I was curious. Um, but yeah, so when you're confronting her, you can learn the truth uh, from either memory. And Tessa tells you that she told Marianne about the conversion therapy place not knowing what they had actually done to kids there. And uh, Marianne had argued because she was trying to understand Tyler and wanted him to be himself. So yeah. you, if I hadn't watched that on YouTube, though, I don't know where I would have been in chapter two. Yeah, well, I mean, and so the, the gameplay is very similar and very reminiscent of Telltale, uh, of Telltale games, um, where, you know, the choices you make, you know, while you, while the choices you make will actually have in in game outcomes, sometimes the choices that you as the player make can then cause, you know, cause you as the player to then make certain assumptions and then you'll know, continue on a particular path. 
um, because, you know, the, the assumptions and, you know, like, hey, I made this decision because I think this way, so I'm going to keep going with this particular path that's aimed at, you know, the people who are in my similar mindset. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could approach it that way. I didn't. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I mean, it, it's nice that you were able to you know, look it up and, and figure out the other choice. Uh, yeah, because I didn't realize that that was a thing until, you know, you finish the chapter and it's like, yep, these are the consequences. And it'll give you a percentage of how many people chose this option and how many people chose this option. Oh, wow. So this is this is exactly like a Telltale game. Okay. Sure. I don't know. Oh, so, yeah. So Telltale Studios made games like these where it was very story driven. Uh, it was a lot of kind of choose your own adventure sort of deals. Um, depending on the game, there was either little to no gameplay or there was a good amount of gameplay, like in terms of like interaction with the player besides just dialogue choices. And mm-hmm. at the end, at the end of each chapter or each episode of a Telltale game, you'd be able to see like who, uh, you know, what other players in the community have made the same choices that you did. And uh, basically kind of determine how bad or good of a person you were based on your choices. Let's just say after chapter one, I was a great person. Okay. okay. And the only reason I wasn't in chapter one is because I made a mistake and I didn't know how to con- consequence it. Yeah. My bad. I wanted to yell at Tessa. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes people get angry. Right. right. Um, another thing that you encounter in chapter one is a puzzle, which you'll get more of in chapter two and even more oh, in chapter the puzzle. three. The puzzle. So it took me a while to figure it out. Yep, me too. Uh, yeah. Jason at Jason from Zadis uh, was actually there and kind of, we were both kind of looking at that, trying to decipher it. Because uh, I, so I'll be honest, I spaced out when Allison was kind of discussing like what the book's purpose for the puzzle was. So when I got it, I was like, oh, this actually has, oh, that's a lot of stuff. Okay. Um, oh yeah. So there's a storybook that uh, Marianne wrote for her kids and a lot of the, pu- or actually all of the puzzles, basically there's clues in the stories. Right, yeah, uh, and specifically, I don't think we mentioned that. Just so yeah, anyone that's listening knows. Yeah, yeah. So the your the goal your your purpose with the puzzles is to go through the stories and uh, f- decipher the clues related to the puzzle. Like for instance, the first one uh, was with the princess's party. I want to say is what it was mm-hmm. called, uh, where you're basically based off of the story uh, and based off of who gave what uh, gift to them. You're supposed to decipher, uh, you know what animal gave what gift, and then there were three animals uh, needed to unlock the door. And I actually liked it, because it's a, it, it's, it's a logic puzzle. Uh, Dishonored 2 uh, had something similar, because it was a lot more complex. Uh, um, so did Breath of the Wild. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of logic puzzles, so I was like, okay, Me? no, there's, there's a logic behind this. But when you're given 18 separate chapters, and you're not quite sure which one's supposed to <laughs> go with Wait, the you door. didn't know which story you were supposed to pick? I, I told you, I, I spaced out during oh, uh, when right, she was right, talking right. about it. I spaced out when you said that, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah it happens. You know, I come back to the puzzle, and I'm like, oh, I don't know which story goes. Uh, um, okay, not that one, not that one, not that one. And I eventually, it gets easier to figure out as it goes on too, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I couldn't quite logic it out. Did you I, force it? No, I didn't force it. I didn't force it because no, did you brute force the puzzle? So did you oh, like? Did you like just you know, do every possible combination? Yeah, yes, that's, yes, that's I called did. Brute, yeah, that's called brute forcing. So that's, <laughs> that's where, what I did. <laughs> you know, for instance, uh, for cryptography or password cracking, um, 
That's when going through know, every possible combination. Yeah. Yeah. So you start with A, and then you know A B C. You know, assuming we'll say it's a four character password, you know, you start with all A's, and then A A A B A A A C. Yep. So on and so forth. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely what I did. Luckily, I started with the first two right for whatever reason. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it didn't take that long. I was just like, oh, that's nice. Cool. Uh, so how did you logic it out? Okay, so let's see. The first one was they gave him a torch or the animal gave him a torch to light the way. Uh, and if you look in the in like the first paragraph or something, it kind of gives traits for each of the animals. Um so using that, uh, we lined up with the moose. Because I think the moose was like, no. Uh, or was it? It was either moose, bear, pelican, or bear, moose, pelican. I want to say it was moose, bear, pelican. I think it was moose, bear, pelican. Yeah. So the moose was kind of the stalwart, kind of stoic figure. Um, the pelican was super generous uh, with the food that was provided, uh, which is why you know we went with pelican. And then I can't remember what the bear's traits were. The head pointing towards because there there were three items given. There was a torch, a sword, and money. And I can't remember what tied the bear with the sword. But see, yeah. going back now and looking at um, kind of who these uh, animals represent, it makes more sense. But you don't know that at the first puzzle, right? And it would have been easy doing that first puzzle, knowing all that information, right? Right. But that would be too easy. But then chapter two starts. Uh, and it starts out with a really nice story. Uh, like the whole fairy tale cartoon story thing. Cutscene. Mm-hmm. Uh, with about goblins telling uh, a summary of chapter one. And then you get a cutscene um, from, or a cutscene to the memory of Marianne feeding her children ice cream, then reading them a story. And it depicts her as a very loving mother. Uh, and then it shows what happens from Allison's point of view that night uh, of of Marianne's murder. So yeah, Marianne was murdered. Yes, I should have formatted these notes differently. <laughs> oh, it's fine. Because I'm so back and forth with everything. So yeah, Marianne was murdered. Um, and at the very beginning, you learn that it was Ty- Tyler that killed her. Out of self-defense. Yeah. Um, so you see it from Tyler's point of view in the first chapter, but you also see it just as a, like a regular mm-hmm. cutscene. And, and while we're on the subject, I, I do want to make note because J- Jason and I both kind of were of a similar mindset. So in, in the first chapter, back to the whole going back and forth thing. Yeah, um, so in, in that chapter, they show a cutscene, uh, kind of like a flashback in, in the, the memory in Tyler's mind um, where they walk in to the shed and their mother, like, so I, I want to say it was mentioned like, during the entire day that she had been kind of acting really strange uh, and kind of you know, kind of acting funny. And so he walks in and she's, you know, kind of muttering to herself and she's kind of, you, know, you could tell she's kind of freaking out and she's super anxious about something. He walks in, she turns around because she didn't expect anyone to be in the shed and it dumps a bucket full of shotgun shells and she's currently loading a shotgun. She has, you know, she, it, it's very obvious that she's been real crying. She's and, got mascara running down her face. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so he freaks out, and I don't know if later on they kind of say that that's kind of when he assumed that she, you know, that she was that he, they thought a part she, of it. 
Yeah. It was part of it. Yeah. Because he had cut his hair. I don't remember if that happened in yeah, the yeah, chapter. No. That was short chapter. Okay. Yeah. He first had chapter. gotten Allison to cut his hair because he, he wanted short hair, but Marianne wouldn't let him do it. Yes. And so he walks in and he figures that that's why, you know, she, she wants to kill him because, you know, or she wants to kill him because she, or they cut their hair. It's, it's, a, uh, it's a misunderstanding. It's a misunderstanding. And, that's the word. I think that's kind of what cemented kind of a bad image of Tyler in my mind because that's a very, I guess, selfish assumption to make. Well, when you're a child, they were seven. Yeah, but mm, I don't know. I When that's your memory at seven, that's going to continue to be your memory as you get older. Well, right. I understand. But as, as a seven-year-old, I don't, granted, I'm not seven, but... I don't see how that would be the jump a child would make from I cut my hair, oh, mom's going to kill me now. When you're already thinking, because I have a six and an eight-year-old and I kind of see the logic in it. Um, when you're already thinking that your mother doesn't like you because you think that you're a boy, but you were born female, I can see... I can see where the logic is. I can see how he would have thought that because beforehand, like you see they're eating ice cream. She tucks them into bed, reads them a story, tells them she loves them, calls them doves, calls them her little goblins, which is an endearing term. It's actually nice. Um, (laughs) Like she is a very, very loving mother. And to go from, and I mean, the only time they ever fight, which you get flashbacks of from the diary, is when he brings up stuff that he wants to do that, you know, heighten, not necessarily her transphobia, but her, I guess, she's not really sure about it. You know? Right. Yeah. So. Maybe, yeah. I can see, I can see where that came from. Okay, maybe. Trust me, makes sense. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, so tell, tell us more about chapter two now that this has been completely derailed. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're so anyways, fine. It, it tells it from the point of view of Allison um, that night. She was inside eating more ice cream and she hears Tyler scream. And she grabs some scissors and runs to him. And it does a really, really good job of depicting the shock that Allison is in after she actually stabs Marianne. So this is when you find out. And I had a hunch before, but this is when you find out that it was Mary, or sorry, it was Allison that stabbed Marianne. I, I had a hunch after the very first scene of the game. So the, the very first scene in the game, they they show um, uh, Allison. I want to say it was Allison in the police station. Um, and she's like super shaken up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm, I've, seen, I've seen enough video game plots. She killed him. Or she, she, killed, she killed her mother. Yeah. Yeah, she did. Um, and then the title, title screen, and there's more cut scenes of the twins' childhood, and it combines the the memories of their childhood with them currently. Like, they're jumping on the couch, and then you see one go up, and it's, like, the young version, and then you see the other one come up, and it's the older version. I thought it was really, really well done that way. Um, they also talk about another touchy subject of the uh, Tyler's top surgery, so he doesn't have to put a binder on every day, which I thought was something nice to put in because it shows the struggles that trans people actually go through. On a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. And then it also shows a memory of them cleaning uh, a fish with Eddie. Eddie is the uncle that uh, actually arrested Tyler and sent him to the at-rescue center. Uh, but it did get him out of jail. So, And then he adopted 
Allison and raised her. But yeah, it, it shows a cutscene of them cleaning the fish. Yeah, which is kind of nice and wholesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you go. 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 Oh, okay. Um, I, I, I do. I will give this game props on the fact that I think that they do a really good job at kind of striking a good balance between this very dark subjects or some of the darker scenes and then some of the really nice just kind of you know feel good scenes mm -hmm. um they really do yeah uh it's not not something you see a whole lot in video games yeah um so in the second chapter it's the next day and they're cleaning out stuff in the house because they're getting ready to sell it and they're putting sticky notes on things like this is going to go trash we're going to sell this we're going to keep this and then they get to uh, some pictures that they found that are drawings of some of the characters and stories in that book. And they're trying to piece together who is who. So that's kind of the next puzzle is figuring out who in the story is what animal. So the bear is Sam. And uh, the moose is Eddie and the pelican is Tessa. I don't know. How, how far did you get? So I, I want to say no I judgment. got towards the end of the first chapter. Ugh, um, judging so hard. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're good. Uh, I, I, if I had to be honest, the first chapter was kind of, it was hard to get into. Yeah. So It was. Yeah. So, because, you know, like I said earlier, this game isn't really my cup of tea. And it's just, oh, it wasn't, it was not easy for me to go through the, the, the game. Uh, it's just, it, I don't know why, I don't know if maybe I just wasn't in, you know, a, a, a good mindset in terms of just being able to just sit down and kind of play it more of a storytelling game like this but it just could not keep my attention like i mean like i said earlier i was you know there were a few conversations i was just spacing out mid-conversation um in fact during my stream i just kept saying hey do i get to kill stuff now yeah yeah i remember that yeah so yeah. i mean it, this the story seems like it's really good and the you know from what i played that the story seemed pretty pretty nice it's just there's not, not much your cup of tea I get yeah, it. Yeah. Good thing it was mine. Right. Also, should we, yeah. should we start considering this podcast a walkthrough since we're explaining how to do every puzzle? <laughs> it's, it's, I, hey, we give a spoiler. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, I, I, I could have formatted the notes differently, but I just went through them or typed the notes as I was playing throughout each chapter and it seemed weird to restructure them after. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. So um, in, again, chapter one, there is a scene after they get into the house, after the locks have been changed and they sneak in, that uh, Sam comes and you kind of learn a little bit more about Sam. Yeah. Um, and then he, he's back in chapter two and he apologizes because he was insensitive to Tyler um, when it comes to the whole trans thing. Aw. Yeah. So that was nice. Uh, oh, right. So it, it, there's a... In the storybook, there's a, a story about the bear, and the bear saves the princess from a wolf. Um, and I was wondering at that time if the wolf was the twin's father, which now knowing what I know, I don't think it was because Sam wouldn't know who he was. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then you get into, basically, they're trying to get the electricity back on. So they have to go into the barn, and there's a puzzle that you have to do there. It took me longer than it probably should have to figure out, but I got it. But after they get into the uh, barn and the uh, lights come on, Sam's just kind of standing there and 
he gets really sad all of a sudden and leaves. And I'm like, what the, yeah, what, what, what set him off? Um, but then they talk about, like, there's an empty gun rack on the wall. Oh. And it would have been the one from that night. Yeah. Yeah, the shotgun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, now, they... Come on, use your words. You could do it. I'm, words are hard, okay? <laughs> I really could have formatted these notes different, but I thought that it was it w- it would be worse <laughs> somehow <laughs> than me struggling to formulate a sentence. Uh, oh, so man. Eddie's memory uh, is different than the kids, in which one will see. Sorry, their memory of Eddie is different. One will see him as a liar, and one won't. Um, he says that he didn't see Marianne the day that she died, but they had a, I don't want to call it a vision, but like a, I guess flashback, whatever, flashback of the day that she died. And he was there and he set her off. And you can either choose again to believe Tyler's memory. You could choose to believe Allison's memory. And then from there, you kind of confront him and he doesn't want to talk about it because he doesn't have time. So you sneak into the police archives room to investigate. And this is where, the game totally got me because you do a lot of investigating and it's actually kind of fun. Yeah. Nice. So the one really crappy thing though is, which brings me back to something I mentioned early on in the review um, where the things don't disappear after you've looked at them. Oh, <laughs> they don't disappear. No, they do. And you can't reread them if you accidentally turn oh. the page. You can't go back. Oh, Luckily no. though, I was like, I, like, I can't not go Having not read that page, I don't know what's on it. Like, I need to know what's on it. So I just turned off the Xbox, restarted it, and I started right back in the police room. I'm like, okay, cool. I can oh, read nice. It. Yeah. Safe that scum. was luck. Yeah. But whatever. Um, so, yeah, you, you look through a bunch of paperwork, and you have to search files with keywords and find the box and search the file. And I took notes throughout because eh, you might need the information later. I found out that the twins are actually six days older than me, technically. So, but not that that matters. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so that means that they're what 26? Yep. Nice. Yeah, six years older than me. Uh so the police report, uh, even though it was from a long, long time before Tyler was actually Tyler, they they used uh proper gender pronouns like them and they when they were referring to Tyler, but then used she when they were referring to Allison. So I thought that was another nice touch that they put in there. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then one of the coroner's reports says that the mother had actually died from drowning. So even though she was stabbed, like after she was stabbed, she falls in the water, but she wasn't dead. She drowned. Which was a twist. Um, and also there was alcohol in her system. Oh. Yeah. You also go through and find that there's a child neglect report that Tessa had filed. Um, a complaint from someone named Joanne Miller, who uh, Marianne had given a haircut to, and she didn't have enough money to pay her, and uh, Marianne kind of flew off the deep end. Um, and then there was a weird form from the hospital that you see um, that was signed by Tessa. And it was, I assume it was, well, I mean, I know now that it was Marianne that went to the hospital for some kind of a concussion for some reason. Or maybe it wasn't. No, it was. Yeah, anyways. But uh, the date of birth on it was March 7th of 1993. Twins' birthday 
is March 7th of 1994. And I was like, that's weird. I'm like, that must be a typo or something. 1993. But I'm like, okay, so that's before they were born. I said, I just honestly thought it was a mistake, but I wrote it down anyways. Um, But yeah, so after the child neglect report, uh, Eddie being the chief officer has to report it. Uh, So he goes to Marianne to give her a heads up um, and let her know. And that's what set her off the deep end that day was that uh, child services had been called. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's why she was that made weird. That would make sense. Yeah. So, wait, and so, and so going back to what you said about how Marianne actually died from drowning uh, and not actually being stabbed. So does that mean that um, Allison, I guess, made that memory up? No, no. She was stabbed. She got stabbed in the back and then fell into the water. But she was still alive oh. in the water. Yeah. So they ruled it as a, as the cause of death being drowning, not from the stab wound. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. I've been talking about this for so long. We're almost at the end of the recording time, <laughs> not the notes. <laughs> oh, no. That's not good. Okay, let's sum up the rest of chapter two. Um, basically, they make up with Tessa and, and um, Tyler falls in love, <laughs> which you get to play into more in chapter three. Uh, what else? Um, all right, so Allison starts having these weird flashbacks, and I started to think maybe she was schizophrenic because they're, they're memories that weren't really memories, and they were happening outside of Tyler and Allison remembering stuff. So I, I got the sense that maybe she had some kind of mental disorder. Maybe not necessarily schizophrenia, but I just, you know, from my own experience, thought maybe that was it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and then in Chapter 3, you do another recap fairytale recap of chapter two. Um, and then Allison is sleeping and someone whispers her awake. This is when the uh, hallucinations, auditory and visual hallucinations really, really start for her. Um, and then, so yeah, someone whispers her awake, but she's actually dreaming. And she's dreaming all alone in this like ice-like desert. Um, and someone in a yellow jacket is there. And she looks kind of like Marianne. Uh, but she dropped a bunch of flyers that read, killed me all over them. And then... All of a sudden, she falls through the ice, and she's at the bottom of the stairs at her house. And uh, what she thinks is Marianne is at the top of the stairs. And there's, like, a tree wallpaper in their home, and all the trees are, like, off the wall, so you know it's definitely a dream of some sort. Um, but she looks up, and she's holding the gun. But it's not actually Marianne. It's her. And then she drops the knife, and she has blood on her hands. And basically, it's just, like, weird, messed-up way to recreate the murder scene but it's actually her looking back at her saying, you killed me. And then she turns around and there's Tyler then standing there saying, you killed me. Yeah, this is this is definitely like some paranoid schizophrenia stuff. That's my assumption. And I mean, I don't, I personally don't have paranoid schizophrenia, but I do deal with uh, my own mental disorders. So I have a little I, bit of insight into it in some way. And chapter yeah. three is technically called inheritance. So I imagine that she inherited some of the things that Marianne suffered from. Right, and I I know a couple of people who have it, and yeah, this is sounding pretty, pretty similar. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then, uh, basically, in the start, after the whole dream thunk thing, she's looking for her ID and pay stub, pay stubs to uh, do rental application for uh, Juno, because they're moving to Juno after the house sells. Um, and then she hears her phone ringing in the basement. Or she hears her phone ring and gets to follow the sound and it leads to the basement 
And my immediate thought was, okay, red flag. Every horror movie that I've ever seen <laughs> right. tells me nothing good happens in the right. basement ever. Nothing. Honestly, nothing bad happened in the basement. She finds her own. Uh, but she had another memory of her mother. Nothing too bad. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then Tom and Michael. So Tom is the owner of the store that she works at. And Michael is another employee at the store. They come over to make sure that she's okay. Uh, her and Tyler had a fight. So she sends Michael to go talk to Tyler. Um, and at this point, Tom's conversation with Allie, he really tried to make Tyler look like a bad guy. Not knowing, like, a lot of the stuff that they already know. Right. Yeah. And that just, like, made me suspicious of him. Um, and then Allison goes to the police station and she has a breakdown. She has a panic attack. And then you play this little puzzle game where you have to, like, try to stay inside the circle. So, she, like, monitor her breathing so she calms down. Which is weird. Then she goes to Sam because she wants to know who her father is. And she confronts him and basically says, are you my father? And he's like, no. If I was your father, you wouldn't have been raised without a father. Fair. Sam seems like a solid dude. Yeah. Poor Sam. Uh, then you get to play as Tyler and you get to ice fish with Michael. And then you get like the whole love story. And you can just call me Cupid because I made them fall in love and it was happy. Yes. <laughs> Adds a bright spot. little bright spot. Um, and then while Allison is with Sam, she learns that Sam helped build the barn and the barn has a loft above it that they didn't know about. So then Allison goes to see Tyler at the old house and they go investigate the attic or loft or whatever you call it. And they have to unlock, um, this box that's in the center. Um, and there's three puzzles that each give the letter to, uh, one of the the thingies on the box combination, whatever you call it. <laughs> I'm trying to speed this up so we're in the same time, okay? I'm trying to do this. <clears throat> Don't laugh at me. You didn't make it this far. It would be much more flawless if you were doing this. Uh, no, I wouldn't. Oh, yeah, it would. Uh, so, yeah, basically, there's three different puzzles. Actually, there's a bunch of different puzzles. I think there's seven in total, but there's three main puzzles that each unlock a letter. Each letter is used to open the box that's like front and center in the loft attic and it ends up spelling out leo meaning leo ronan and inside there's a letter that says that Miriam was pregnant in 1992 which would explain the whole concussion thing and the birthday of 1993 so okay i was right another thing i like these games because i was right about things <laughs> yay but yeah anyways uh unfortunately the baby died somehow yeah which is sad okay. um yeah never and then fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's not fun. Um, and then you unlock, there's a couple of other small puzzles. Nothing really important. No important information that you really get out of them, but it's still fun to solve them. Um, but yeah, so basically the story that you get from Marianne's background is uh, she was in school to be an engineer. She fell in love. She got pregnant. Her parents didn't want her to keep it, so she ran away to uh, Alaska and met some friends, made some friends, had the baby, and ended up losing the baby. Then she ended up having an affair and got pregnant again with the twins. And the twins' father um, wasn't in the picture. And then they also find a note from the father saying, hey, you need to take care of this problem because I don't need my wife to find out because he's a married dude. Uh, and later on, you actually find out that it's Tom. Tom is the father. 
and you are the father. That's exactly like, how I thought it when I wrote like we it need, in we my need notes. Maury to come in. Maury Povich, <laughs> you are the father. Yeah, exactly. So he's the father, and they confront him and they yell at him and stuff. Um, and he tries to blame Marianne and say like it was her fault. Um, then he reminisced about how uh, pretty and adventurous she was, and they basically tell him to go f himself and. They want to tell people about it, but Tom doesn't want him to because it'll hurt his campaign because he's running for mayor. Uh, he then threatens to tell everyone how Marianne really died. And then they have a cutscene to what actually happened, which was Marianne actually wasn't threatening Tyler. She just was holding the gun. Um, and earlier they had seen Marianne threatening someone with a gun at the dock and it was Tom. Like, you can't take my kids away from me. I will blink and kill you. Right. And they associated being on the dock that night with that other memory. So Tyler remembered her holding the gun at her saying, I'm going to blink and kill you. But they were crossing over two memories. She was actually just, actually, you get to choose which memory you think is real, which is nice as well. I chose the one that Marion was a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. Made more sense to me, I think. Yeah. No, it, it makes more sense to me. I mean, she, yeah. especially the first chapter, they don't really paint her as a villain. But they don't. With the exception. What's that? Uh, they don't paint her as a villain, but they they let it lead us to believe that. At least the first chapter. But, yeah, you know, but the first chapter for sure. Yeah, but yeah. It, it seems as you go through, it kind of, at the very least, gets a lot more gray. Uh, uh, and you know, in in, in the best case, kind of makes it seem like you know she's actually a pretty good person. Person, she's just in kind of a complicated situation. Exactly. And, and it's, it's really, really crappy. Um, yeah, so after, after you choose whoever you want to choose, um, I don't remember who, which twin says this, but they say something along the lines of, you know, there was a reason she built the loft in that barn. Like, that was meant for us to uncover because all of the stuff was, like, targeted towards us, like, knowing who she was. She planned on killing herself that night and that's why she was in uh the shed with the gun oh yeah yeah but uh they do a nice job of overcoming the sadness at the very end of that by showing kind of where tyler and allison are now they're doing well they're finishing a packing house allison's already in juno doing schoolwork um tyler's organized his surgery his top surgery like it shows that they're doing well, which I thought was a really, really nice ending to it. Yeah. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. It's full of full of feels. Holy crap. Is it ever full of feels? <laughs> Pulls at the heartstrings many, uh, many times. And my rambling does not do it justification at all. Yeah, no. It it seems like you should definitely go play it if you haven't. Yeah. It I thought it was really well done. I butchered all of that. I'm so sorry. Nah, nah, you didn't. You did. Oh, I good. so did. So Ugh. If you if you had to give a, a short kind of summary of your final thoughts of this game, what would they be? Final thoughts. Uh, although they covered a lot of really sensitive topics, they did a really, really good job portraying them accurately and respectfully. Um, the They did a really good job of being respectful to the uh, Alaskan Native cultures, in this case specifically the Tlingit culture in Alaska. And they worked with a lot of people in the Gay and Lesbian Alliance uh, against defamation uh, for, for like over two years to get the game accurate. 
Um, and they actually have a really, really good um, Q&A page on their website, tellmewhygame.com, which I'll include in the show notes, where they answered a lot of uh, questions regarding all the sensitive subjects and stuff. So I want to give it two ratings, which I know we don't normally do. <laughs> so all right, because of the contact, content and the storyline and how respectful they were and all of that and how much research they did for that portion I'm going to give it a nine out of ten sorry nine and a half out of ten which I think is the highest score I've ever given that is the highest score you've ever that given. is the highest score I've ever given because I have a lot of respect for them for doing that way uh, but overall because of some of the minor graphic issues and you know gameplay issues and I know we're not story based podcast or game based podcast that I gave it about eight and a half out of ten so okay we're going to average it out at nine I guess that's our averaging Okay. Yeah. What about you? Now that I've taken up all the time talking. Right. So, I mean, the, the game looked nice and, and the sound, uh, I like the sound design minus the uh, Tyler's voice. Um, uh, I didn't get through as near as much the story as you did, although based off of what I went through and based off of kind of your synopsis of uh, the story of all three chapters. It sounds like it had a really uh, you know, in- intriguing and really you know, interesting story. Um, so I-, I think they did pretty good in that department. Um, again, this this these types of games aren't my cup of tea. Um, Telltale Games, back when they were making these sorts of games, did a pretty good job of, uh, you know, at, at least trying to keep the, the player engaged by throwing a bunch of gameplay elements in there. And that's why, you know, at the beginning of the podcast or you know, the beginning of the review, you know, I was saying that, you know, I I would have taken the action ad, or the action adventure genre tag off of this game because there's not a whole lot of action or sorry, ad, adventure game. I would probably would take that off because at, at least to me, an adventure game, you know, actually has some gameplay elements. And really the only gameplay here is the, you know, the point and click investigation. And the watching cutscenes within game, which is the the memory mechanic, which that and the telepathic voice that they show, I think I I wasn't a fan of. But that that's more of a personal preference, just because this game had a very kind of almost like kind of realistic modern day sort of tone to it. Um, and so I don't expect kind of fantastical elements like you know uh, being able to see. Uh, a memory vision between two people or, you know, having a telepathic voice between two people uh, in these sorts of games. But I think kind of overall, I'd probably give it six out of 10. Ugh, you're such a muggle. Oh, let, let's go back to some of the better games that we've reviewed and. No, let's I'll not. Much... We don't have time for that. Okay. <laughs> I took up the majority of the time talking about how great this game was. <laughs> also, I feel like for, for uh, a point of reference for people, um, I didn't pick this game. Caden picked this game. I put a list of games that I wanted to play and out of all of the games and there was at least 20 on there, this is the one he picked. So, not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> oh, way to throw me under the bus. Yeah. Gave it a 6 out of 10. <laughs> it wasn't that good. Me, my personal rating for this game, it would be a 6 out of 10 because I personally did not enjoy it as much as you did. Um, to anyone out there that may be interested in applying, <laughs> I'm sorry about the rambling. 
this is what happens when I get left in charge of organizing things. I'm not good at things. If anyone else would like to apply to please get rid of the, the co-host that disagrees with me, uh, feel free to apply at creativebrainkage.com forward slash apply. To get rid of the co-host that disagrees with you? Me, me, no, me speaking. As uh, me. In, in your point of view, yeah. Okay, you might want to clarify. I'm like, am I getting fired? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Is this how I find out? Right. Oh, that would be a sucky slip. Right. Yeah, so what are we reviewing next week? Um, that's a really good question. I have to scroll down because my thing moved all the way up. <laughs> so we are reviewing A Plague Tale Innocence. It looks like another one that's going to pull at the heartstrings because it's kids. And it's, kids are always sad when things are sad. Yeah. Sad. yeah. Hayden suggested it again, so if it's bad, throw them under the bus. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, but you won't have to hear me rambling. It's bad. So that's good. But if you'd like to hear me ramble more, you can come hang out with us uh, or leave us your feedback in the Creative Brain Candy Discord server. Just go to our website at badgamersanonymous.com and click the link in the top right corner. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Sorry for this being long, Arturo. <laughs> yep. And uh, from from Kat and I here at Bad Gamers Anonymous, uh, I think that's a wrap. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Bad Gamers Anonymous. Follow Bad Gamers Anonymous on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Bad Gamers Anonymous podcast, on Instagram at Bad Gamers Anonymous, and on Twitter at, at Bad Gamers Anon. You can contact Bad Gamers Anonymous by emailing badgamerspodcast at gmail.com. Bad Gamers Anonymous is hosted by Kat and Austin, edited by Arturo Garcia, and produced by Jason Mixon and James Geem. <laughs>